This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hey, and welcome back to the Mom Curious podcast. My name is Daniela Rabani. I am your host. And today we have Dr. Matravati of Ahimsa coming on to talk to us about our kids' health and our own health, the planet's health in regards to plastic use. Dr. Matravati is a pediatrician and mother of three. Most recently, she launched the world's first colorful stainless steel dishes for kids, Ahimsa, after the American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP, highlighted the growing evidence of chemicals in plastic harming children's health. The company has been featured in Parents Magazine, Today Show, Good Morning America, and was the recipient of the Good Housekeeping Parenting Awards in 2021. She is now on the Council for Environmental Health and Climate Change, as well as the Council for School Health at the AAP. She loves to educate and empower parents with evidence-based information to raise healthy children and protect our planet. I love this conversation. It is as inspiring as it is actionable. Um, I hope you enjoy. Please do feel free to hit me up at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. I'm always more than happy to connect. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Manasa Mantravati, and I am a pediatrician. Um, I take care of children who are otherwise sick enough to be admitted to the hospital. So I'm called a pediatric hospitalist. I'm a mom of three young, awesome kids. Um, I'm an Indian immigrant, and now I'm a founder um, and CEO of Ahimsa, which is the world's first colorful stainless steel dinnerware for kids. Amazing. I, I didn't realize that you still practice medicine. Yeah. So most recently, I've taken a little bit of a halt just because my fourth child, Ahimsa, uh, is is really continues to be in the newborn toddler stage. So yeah. <laughs> I can't send it off to college yet. So it's taken a lot of my time. So well, I mean, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, is it? Oh, it sure is not. Yes. I have such a newfound respect. I mean, I think you know, I always looked at business and, you know, when you're in medicine, you truly understand your trade, right? Yeah. And I'm around doctors all day and healthcare providers. I have no, like my family, friends, everybody is in medicine. And so I didn't really understand business. It's funny. If you're a doctor, you're like, oh yeah, he does business. You're like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like one big word. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, so now really digging into the business world, but specifically entrepreneurship, I have such a newfound respect for anyone who has started a business, grown a business, scaled a business, because you really don't know until you get here. Yeah. <laughs> like the you really have no idea. And I, I know, you know, I know because I'm a customer of yours that, um, I, and because I've, I've followed you over the years that it started, you you, st you had this baby, this Ahimsa baby, this business baby, because there was a great need from like a medical perspective. Exactly, exactly. So I always joke that it wasn't, people always ask me, oh, you know, did you have entrepreneurship in your blood? Did you, were you thinking about products? And I was like, no, it literally fell, this idea kind of fell into my lap because um, because I'm a pediatrician and because, you know, we keep up on the latest science from our academy. So the American Academy of Pediatrics, it's the largest medical organization in the country, 67,000 pediatricians. Um, and it's kind of our big organization, um, for all things like new updates, updated policies. And so in 2018, 
there was a, a policy statement that said, hey, chemicals in our food system, particularly in plastic, are affecting children in a negative way. Um, everything from early puberty to learning and uh, developmental disabilities to obesity and metabolic conditions. And so listen, we still have a lot of work to do to help get this out of the system, including congressional and FDA kind of oversight. But hey, parents, in the meantime, avoid plastic and use alternatives like glass and stainless steel. And so that's how it all started. <laughs> and it was a group of actually fellow moms, all pediatrician moms, my very good girlfriends from residency, five of us, uh, five others, so a total of six of us. And one of them texted, she's a neonatologist, Hey, smart ladies, what are you guys going to do with all those plastic dishes? Did you right. see this AAP statement? And that's how it all started um, because I said, well, I use stainless steel. You as do it. You always have. We always have because it is the, so people don't know this unless you're Indian. So if there's, if you have, you know, people of Asian descent and even other parts of the world, but specifically Indians, um, we eat off of stainless steel. So it is the material of choice for the dining table in well, India. It tastes better. Yeah, it doesn't change the flavor or smell or taste of your food. And it's infinitely recyclable. You can reuse it. It's like all the things that just like last forever. So we had always used stainless steel. I had made the mistake as kind of an American mom, right? I did. I kind of did the same thing, right? So I had twins. Oh, my God. And yeah, well, and I went what did I do? I had twins. They were ready to eat solid. So I walked down the aisles of a big box store and the only options were plastic. I didn't even put two and two together years ago. And I got the cute little suction ones with the colors and I came home and I started feeding them. My mom, um, I, I joke, and my very strong willed four foot <laughs> 10 Indian immigrant mother. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, just, I just love her already. Yes. And also like Indian mothers know food. They know food. They Let's breathe food. Reverence where reverence is due. Yes. It's right. They own the kitchen, man. Yes. That's, that's the right. The smell of my friend Anurag's home. I was going to say kitchen, but his home. Yes. Oh my God. The spices like, that woman is not serving on plastic. She's like, she had worked too hard all day. Yeah. Totally. It's like you make this beautiful meal and, and then it's served on plastic and then it tastes different. And, and so that's right, what happened. Different. I was just basically serving the food and it's like, oh, look there, I'm feeding them with this food. And she came over one day and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, I'm feeding the children. And she's like, what are you, what are you doing? Don't, don't feed my grandchildren out of plastic. And she said, so this was well before the science kind of proved her right, but she basically said, you know, it smells weird. There's clearly something coming out of that into the food. Like, well, don't use that for my grandkid. Yeah. Well, if you can taste it, you're eating it. I yeah. Mean, if like it's hot enough to uh, melt it a little and taste it a yeah. little. And I mean, one and one equals two. I say this, by the way, as a person who sometimes still uses plastic with my kids, even in knowing because I have picky eaters, et cetera. I mean, it, it puts the fear of God in me because when I told um, my dear friend that I was hopping on a call with you, she was so excited because she has polycystic ovaries and she was like, oh my God, is she going to like 
tell the world not to microwave plastic because it won't mess with your hormones. Like it's messed with mine. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask. Yeah, her. that's that's actually exactly what I'm going to tell you. Okay, so <laughs> because- let's go back and tell me, tell me, tell yeah. me. Yeah. It is. So, so, so first of all, let's start the whole conversation though about plastics impact on health and hormones and make sure everyone clearly understands it's not your fault. Like none of this is your fault because it is on kind of, you know, us as a society to understand like the impact of something, study it, say, you know what, it is actually bad and then make recommendations to improve things. Right. Like this has happened before. I mean, doctors used to smoke back in the day. Like you saw those ads and doctors were smoking, right? And then it was like, oh, hey, it causes lung cancer and all this other bad stuff. Okay, let's not do that anymore. Let's put warnings. Let's regulate it. Same with lead, right? Like lead used to be in all the, like the toys, the paint, the gasoline, everything. And then we realized, huh, there's this correlation between kind of cognitive development, brain development and this lead exposure. And then we realized, oh gosh, they are related and they are connected and they are cause and effect. Let's get it out. So we removed it from gasoline. We moved it from the paint. There's legislation against it. Pediatricians now screen in the office for lead, you know? And so this is just plastic's turn, right? And so I don't think, you know, when it was invented, did people were they these horrible kind of people yeah. who are just like evil plotting away? Like I'm going to ruin the earth and everybody's hormones. No, probably not, you know, but we have enough science now to say long-term, this is what we know. And it's impacting human health and the planet in a very, very severe way. And we need to do something about it. So that's just where we are. So I don't want anyone to feel this sense of like, you know, this happened and it must have been this or, oh, gosh, I've been feeding my kids off of plastic. I'm a horrible mom because that's not really what we should be saying to ourselves. We should say, what can we do? How can I learn about it? What are the little things that I can do and how can I advocate for for improvement so we can protect these kids and our own health? You know, I just want to make sure that everyone feels that way, you know. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that because even myself sitting here and I, and this happens a lot in the in these conversations um in the past year that I, you know that I've been doing this podcast which is like if I want to have hard conversations then I have to sit with my own discomfort around missing the mark. And that's the truth that I have missed the mark around my own health sometimes and I have missed the mark around my own children's mm-hmm. health sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's that's hard to grapple with. And if I want to be a change Absolutely. agent, I have to hold myself with compassion, hold the listener with compassion and say, this can mm-hmm. be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And thank God there are <gasps> solutions. There's a doctor right here mm-hmm. in our ear holes <laughs> mm-hmm. who's offering a solution that we can take right now. Yes. And I think that's the thing, right? And it shouldn't be on the consumer. So really when I started this journey and realized, okay, the American Academy of Pediatrics is saying the chemicals in plastic are harmful to children's health, use glass or stainless steel. Then my mom says, 
you should be using stainless steel anyway, like you did growing up because billions of Indians, you know, use it. I said, okay, how can I take something from my past and offer it to all American moms in, in this country where stainless steel is not common at the dining table? And so when I did that, I started to really learn two big things. Number one is what we call endocrine disrupting chemicals, right? Endocrine is another word for just hormones. And so hormone disruption um, in these man-made chemicals, because remember plastic, all of these things in our packaging and our, they're man-made, they're synthetic, they're man-made. They are, and they're there for a reason. They're there to make, you know, plastic last forever, to make it not break, to make it foldable and flexible and all the things that, you know, to make it colorful for the kids. It's there with a purpose that's actually very convenient, right? <laughs> On the flip side, all the same things that kind of like make it good, it also makes it bad. So what I have really learned is digging into what that term means, endocrine disrupting chemicals or hormone disrupting chemicals. I think your friend is older, right? Like an adult. And a lot of people associate hormones with adults. They think, oh, you know, fertility or obesity or like other things that are related to adults, testosterone levels, things of that sort. It is incredibly important for adults, bone health, fertility, all of the things but it is exceedingly important for kids and people don't typically put hormones but, and kids together. Doc, I, and when if, if I've learned anything from these conversations, it's that we've put children and adults in two different species categories. It's as if we're talking about like, like land animals and sea creatures. And it's like, they're, we're the same thing. Yeah. We're the same thing. And if we can talk very clearly and effectively to people who are, you know, maybe experiencing infertility and talking to them about kind of decreasing the plastic reduction, we as pediatricians, that's on us to be having those conversations in our clinics, right? The, the caveat is that it is, this is like, you know, a lot of body of evidence and real kind of conviction. Like this is real evidence-based recommendations over the past like five years. So it's when I was in training, I never learned about this, right? And I'm a doctor, right? I'm the one taking care of your kids and we didn't learn about it. And so as you have, again, we didn't know about COVID until it hit. And so when you are finding something new, that's, that's literally what research is, right? When you're finding something new, you try to understand it and you help start making recommendations and treatments or prevention, all of the things. And so I want to give everyone some grace, whether it is, you know, the medical world, the business world and industry <laughs> and the teachers and the advocators, like the uh, educators who well, we'll talk about our uh, HIMSA school line later, who are like serving food left and right to students in plastic um, to legislators, you know. And so let's all say, OK, there is no blame game, but it is up to us to fix it because truly, truly plastics impact on human health is very critical and um, very specific for children. When children are born, they're not fully developed, right? They really are not fully developed. And so that's why we test for like, if, you, if you've had a kid, because this is your podcast and, and you have a lot of moms, you remember there's newborn screening, right? And they used to like test and they're like, oh, your thyroid hormone is okay. Like she passed everything, your baby passed everything. There's a reason they test for things on that, including hormone deficiencies, because it's exceedingly important for cognitive, like brain development, normal growth and development, 
Um, and so I think there's such a disconnect between understanding that hormones are important. And the really simple version of what hormones do is if you have an organ, like your thyroid, your pancreas, which makes insulin, right? Um, your ovaries, which makes estrogen for you to go through puberty. These are all organs and they have this communication pathway. The hormones are the signals and they kind of tell that organ what to do. Um, the tricky part is that the chemicals in plastic look like those hormones and they go and they kind of mess up that signaling pathway. And that's how it affects hormones. So again, as you can imagine, if a baby is not fully developed and is going through key, crucial, critical phases of growth and development, at the same time, these chemicals, you know, synthetic man-made chemicals are messing up with those. Well, then, yeah, like things aren't going to go exactly as planned. And so that is what we are seeing is that these big studies, it's not just like, oh, I fed my baby out of plastic and now like a plastic water bottle is growing out of his head, right? It's not as, it's not as one-to-one, -one, but it is like, why do suddenly we have a ton of kids undergoing puberty at such a young age, like by the droves, right? Why do we see childhood obesity levels at such an insane kind of rate that we've never seen before? So we have to kind of sit back as, as physicians and, and scientists and say, those are big population shifts that didn't happen because of genetics. Gen genetics mm. doesn't change in one generation, right? There's something else that's kind of like in the background, kind of doing this thing to all of us that we don't really notice it, right? Because it doesn't necessarily affect your yeah. day to day until it does, you know? <laughs> you know, I have the experience of using formula as medicine for my children, as a way of sustaining their life and their life force and... Um, and then after, after that, keeping me well, um, I know that there are probably mothers listening or people who were babies who were fed by way of plastic bottles. I happen to have used, um, there, there are these life factory glass bottles, um, that I found really helpful. Um, but Similac makes formula in plastic bottles. Uh, that they hand that out at the hospital, and on some level, I say thank God for that. Um, the nipples themselves—I don't know how you would get, unless you drip feed, um, unless you drip feed. What do you do? Yeah, and I. Listen, that, that, this is, this is the case, right? Because we don't want to feel so, so in general, we don't want to be, feel so overwhelmed by guilt or a sense of, oh my God, it's everywhere. I can't do anything about it because that is, becomes almost like paralyzing, right? Because you, even me, right? Am I a hundred percent plastic free? No, because I'm a human living in the year 2022 <laughs> and that is just not possible, right? You know, because unless you're living on an, like a remote island somewhere, starting your own fires fresh from scratch and, and like picking your berries and, and not getting some, you know, toxic bacteria from, from eating outside, you're going to experience it. So it's not about changing the whole thing. It's what can be in my control. How can I be confident about 
the decisions that are best for my family and that's it, right? And you kind of have to just be okay with that because it is everywhere. But one of the things that we can do, so because we know, listen, hormones are important for kids. These chemicals interfere with those hormones. We see outcomes in kids and adults that are pretty significant in terms of the entire population. Clearly, we got to do something about it. So from kind of like a parent level, from a doctor level, and from a legislation level, and from a brand level, right? Because you have to kind of solve each of those things. In order for that mom to now walk down the aisle and say, I've got options that my pediatrician is recommending, then that's helpful. But again, if we as pediatricians are saying, you should use glass or stainless steel instead of plastic, but then you don't have a solution for that mom to go follow those recommendations, then that is like industry's job to say, well, we better meet the demands. And it's honestly, it's the legislation demands to say, we demand that this stuff doesn't hit children's products. It doesn't hit our food contact surfaces. And in fact, in in, um, uh, in Europe, the European Food Safety Authority, which is where I do all of my kind of testing, like I go to the most stringent parts of the world and we test our products as such because yeah. it really matters to me what I'm putting on people's like dining tables. And they regulate right. it and um, so much more, their food system, because they don't operate under the theory that something like they, like here, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. kind of say innocent until proven guilty. Right. We say, yeah, Ooh, lead yeah. is bad. We should just take that out. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like, Ooh, plastic is bad. They operate under the different assumption is, Probably is it not. bad? Should we let it pass through? Yes or no. And, and then it's almost like guilty until proven innocent over there. And so obviously that is a much more stringent way. And so this all has to overhaul, which feels again, overwhelming. Because much of the FDA regulation is rooted in 1950s science, well before all this knowledge about plastic is out. So we can't be operating in 2022 based on knowledge from 1950. We wouldn't do that in any other instance. Why would we do that with our food system? Well, we would do it with our food system and we would do it with children because children can't tell you, hey, I think something's going on with my thyroid. It's, you know, and I think we can, you know, even, even in my mm-hmm. own, like I can feel it in my own being. I'm like, oof, do I really want to know this? Do I really want to know this? Cause if I know this, I have to do something about it. Or if I don't do something about but, it, but, then but, it's just lingering but, in my consciousness, eating away at me. And, and that's the truth. That's the truth. And, and if I can speak, to, if I can speak to that truth, I can also speak for you know, perhaps mm-hmm. the audience and perhaps the general public was like, ooh, I don't want to know because I don't want to have to do anything about it because there's a lot to do. What I what I know in my experience now is that, okay, so we could buy a line of stainless steel, yeah. really pretty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dishes and um, flatware. Um, yes, you know, I, I, I know that you're working mm-hmm. on a lunchbox, but I've always used Planet Box as a lunchbox. Like, we've known this for a long time. And, um, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of compassion for mm-hmm. staying in the 50s. It is fun to smoke. It's fun. It's fun to, like, I don't know, have a bunch of, uh, you know, 
pre-made stuff in plastic bags so that we yeah. don't have to that, that and cook. that's the truth right I, so I in the sometimes. because remember that's, we didn't always uh, do this right in if you, a lot of people if you talk to your own moms and all the grandparents out there they're like yeah of course we had a full glass and tin and metal like <laughs> there was no plastic there was no but with the advent of tv dinners and fast food our food system changed in a very rapid way to value convenience and cost, right? Those two things. And listen, parenting now is different than parenting in the 1950s. Yeah. I get it. But my job at Ahimsa and what I really want the brand to do is, sure, we sell these awesome products that are sustainable. They like won't transfer chemicals into your body. They're fun. They make mealtime fun. That's all great. But to me, Ahimsa is really a public health mission. I just happened to serve it on this beautiful rainbow plate so everybody's listening. So I'm like, yeah. well, while I have you, let me yeah. tell you more. I mean, ditto. I mean, ditto. I think like, you know, uh, the creator created me funny for a reason. I have like something to say and like, ugh, it's way easier to say it when you're telling a joke, you know? We need these things yeah. to be tasty and palatable and fun. We do. Or else change yes, can't and happen. And change can't happen because you can feel so paralyzed by, oh my gosh, plastic's everywhere. It's ruining the planet. It's ruining the health. Like there's nothing to do. But if we change our mindset and say, wait a minute, I have now learned that I've learned this new piece of information. I am now empowered to make certain choices. Not all of them. You're not going to get rid. What's most important to me? So in my kind of family, food is at the, it, it's literally the dinner table is the most sacred place mm. in our house. And, and like, and it is the common thread. If you really think about what is common amongst all of us, right? We all eat and we gather and we connect around dining tables. It doesn't matter if you're in India or, you know, Africa or Connecticut, right? Like you kind of, it doesn't matter what holiday you celebrate, you gather around the dining table and you connect yeah. with each other and you enjoy this experience together. And it used to be that way, even in America. And then we kind of went to this cost and convenience method of the, of the family mm -hmm. meal, right? And so instead of the family dining table, it's the happy meal. It's the go. It's the, I can get mm -hmm. the kids to, you know, uh, soccer. And I'm guilty of it too, right? Not guilty. But if we can stop and say... Not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have made those same, but it doesn't make me a bad mom. It just makes me like, okay, if I can say 90% of the time, 80% of the time, 70, whatever that looks like to you, I'm going to just make this really small change. And I, I challenge everyone to make one small change. For me, it was the dining table. Because to me, food was the most important thing in my ecosystem, in my family, right? And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to use plastic at the dining table. I'm not gonna store my food in plastic. I'm not gonna use the Teflon pans. I'm not gonna use the plastic dishes, uh, dish soap, but I'm gonna do a bar. But that oh. was like an evolution. I started with one thing. I started with one thing. And then what happens is when you make that one little change, you're like, oh, okay, let me try something else. And then you build and you build and you build. and. That's what I want people to get from this. It is not about like suddenly transforming your entire kitchen or if you're really into fashion and like that's what's really important to you, like the, the, the clothing and what you like put on your body. Some of those moms out there may say, I really buy sustainable and I buy it like dye free and I buy, 
that's great, right? Because as long as you're thinking about it and making some change that's important to yeah. you, you're doing yeah. right I mean, you're thing. listening. And it can be you're listening. Yeah. You're like listening to <laughs> you know? the podcast. So, you're listening to this talk. It's a good sign, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and when you make that one small change, then you're like, oh, okay, now I have this steel plate and it's beautiful and it's great. My kid is excited and we're all at the dining table. It's this fun experience. Guess what? The next thing you're going to probably think, you're like, well, do I want to put processed food on it? That seems like to negate this whole situation. (laughs) Right. So then you may say, you know what? Maybe I will. So studies show eating three meals a week around the family dining table leads to a healthier child. So maybe if you're on the go all the time, maybe you say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to say we are going to eat dinner together one time a week, right? Or plant-based diets are really good for health and the planet. Maybe you say, listen, I like my meat, but I can try one meatless Monday a week. So I think that's the thing. You start to make these changes and they can be very cumulative, especially if you do it, I do it, and 10 million (laughs) other people make that tiny change. Yeah. We'll be fine. Like, I am very hopeful yeah? for the future. Yeah, about that. <laughs> I am. So there are a few key things. So bisphenol, for example, all of these chemicals, bisphenol, phthalates, perchlorates. Listen, they are harmful, sure. But the good news about something like bisphenol, for example, when we make a change. So in general, we are finding levels of these plastic chemicals and even microplastics in our blood and urine. Let me tell everybody, they're not supposed to be there because they're man-made. They're not supposed to be inside the human body. But, so that's the scary part, but, 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 the good news is when you make the changes and decrease your exposure to these harmful chemicals, we see those levels drop in as little as three days, you know? And so that should feel hopeful. That should feel like I feel confident and I have a sense of control that I can change at least what's in my control. You're not going to be able to change everything, but you can change maybe what hits your dining table, right? That one meal, whatever that is. And so if you say, okay, the one thing I'm going to do is, or you can go to Himsa and purchase stuff. Great. Or you can, and my business mentors hate when I say this, but I'm like, buy something that's better, like glass, stainless steel, because my job is to change the entire system. And you know, do we want to be the leaders in the space? Yes, of course. And I like we will because we will lead with science and I think you are. I mean, I, but, I think you are. Yeah, but we can't do it alone, right? Like it is such a big problem. I hope we have a gazillion competitors and that there is a ton of brands out there doing the same thing eventually because that means we're making offerings to parents to solve their problem, like this problem. You sound like a doctor. Right? Like, I can't. You sound like someone saying, yeah. wait, I'd rather have no patients. Yeah. My dad, uh, he practiced medical oncology. Uh, so he's treated cancer patients his entire life. And he always said, he's like, I would rather be out of a job. I would love cancer to be cured. And I would rather be out of a job. Right. Um, but the difference in, in pediatrics, remember, is half of my job is to take care of children when they're sick. But the other half of my job is to keep them healthy in the first place. And our lifestyle, the things we do on a daily basis really matter. And they seem Mm. little, but they really add up. And so that's why I want moms to feel like this is not a lost cause, guys. Like like, this is going to be fine. You make the one small change 
and it can impact your child in a really positive yeah. way. And, and that's okay. And, you know, and if you have to use plastic elsewhere, it's okay, right? Like it's okay. Like give yourself some grace, but feel confident in being educated and empowered to make the decision that's right for your family. You I think know. this is a great lesson just in general, which is that, yes, you know, we can get overwhelmed and choose ignorance and put our like fingers in our ears and say, I just can't care. I just can't do anything about it. I can't even hear that society hasn't been built to support children and childhood development. In many yeah. ways. And I have so much compassion for that experience. I think what you're saying is one day at a time, one choice at a time, yes. like one step at a time. That's right. I think when we can own how very powerful we are, how absolutely how much we we matter, you know, the caregiver, the adult how much we matter, how much our decisions matter, it can give us a little more oomph to feel a little less victimized by the system. Absolutely. And, and that change is really possible. And I think people need to understand that people and the planet are connected, mm. right? We really are. And the lasting impact between the two, right? So plastic affecting the planet and plastic affecting health, those are related. And the lasting impact between those two are going to be felt not by mm. us, but by mm. our children and our mm. grandchildren and mm. our great-grandchildren. And so I want everyone to think, did I do the one thing that contributed to like making things better for three generations from now? Or is my great-great-grandkid going to be like, what the heck, man? Why would you guys leave us with this garbage? Like, why are we all yeah. sick? And the planet's like self-destructing. Why didn't anyone do anything? That's what they're going to turn around yeah. and say about our generation. So I just say, take this moment in time and say, you know what? If we all do the one small thing, we can make a really, really big impact for generations of children. And that, that's honestly why we launched an entire school line for, for school Great. cafeterias. Because that is the biggest impact that we as a company, especially as a small business, at an institutional level, feeding millions of children. And so school by school by school, I encourage everybody to come to our website, Ahimsa Schools. We have Ahimsa Home and then we have AhimsaSchools.com. And you can just, and you can find both on both websites, but you go and advocate for your school to I'm change. Do it. Because that, yes, because remember, beyond, after the home, the most common place a child eats is at school especially if you're on free or reduced lunch, those kids are eating breakfast, lunch, and often dinner at school. And the overwhelming majority, overwhelming majority, are using single-use plastic, reusable plastic, warming it up in plastic. Um, and so we can't do that. Like, we can't allow for that because you're right. Kids can't advocate for themselves. They can't vote. They don't have jobs and contribute to the economy. So people don't listen. They don't have a voice. Um, so it's up to us to fix it. You know, it's up to us as adults to fix it. I uh, really honor you and Thank your you. work, um, and, and how you advocate for children. Some, sometimes, you know, I, I, I often advocate for, you know, minorities. And I also realize that a huge calling of mine, and I see for you too, is to advocate for yes. children, all children. Absolutely. Um, 
they need advocating for. And, um, and one of the ways that they advocate for themselves is through fun. And if we through, through fun and through connection, and that has been sort of banged out of us for whatever reasons. And they remind us all the time. And if they can remind us at dinner time specifically, I find, I find dinner time to be the, the most up like obvious opportunity to connect. If they could remind us of all of that for, I don't know, 45 minutes of our day, we could be a lot better off. And you hit the nail on the head there. It's, we live in a world where there's a lot of stuff happening and there's negativity and man, is it exhausting to be a parent in 2022, right? Like there's just a lot happening and a lot of it feels negative. It's like this, like my, like our job with Ahimsa is to like revive the family dining experience where we are. It is, Mm. you're right for that 45 minutes, the whole world goes away and it's your family around that dining table, connecting over food that you made together, that you experienced together, and all the other worries that like you don't even have to think about it, right? And maybe your teenager is actually connecting with you and saying something that you're like, oh, you know, or your two-year-old tell, you know, has a new word. And, and you have these like beautiful moments in that, in that family dinner table, right? And so that's what we want to give back is exactly right. 45 minutes of your life, I hope, seven times a week, Maybe just three, maybe just one. <laughs> okay, great. Just the one time. The that's, one. that's the big, exactly. that's the, that's the big take just home. Just the one. It's like, you just need the one time to start. Because once you do it, it's addictive. You're like, I love this. I, I actually like, I, I like my kids. They like me. And yeah. we just tried something yeah. new. It didn't go well, but we, we'll try again. We'll try a different recipe. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Where can we find you to to keep um, to keep in touch and to um, get these uh, this beautiful line of cutlery and dishes? You can go to Ahimsa Home, so it's A H I M S A Home dot com, um, and you can follow us on social Ahimsa Home USA, um, and there we're doing um, really trying to provide lots of educational content. Um, so then that way it becomes a great community of these Ahimsa families that, you know, cherish mealtime, advocate for their kids, advocate for the planet, but in a meaningful, positive way, you know, that doesn't feel overwhelming. Yeah. It feels fun and connected. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, thank you for your work in the world. I It's funny because I'm reminded of you and your work. <laughs> every day i'm staring like, at you through the plate the like <laughs> i i realized i realized but you know i was like i think about you all the time but you never <laughs> me. But you are but you are and i really appreciate that so thank you thank you thank you um and i look forward to advocating um for for um for for better meals at my kids school so thanks for that heads up too thank you so much for having me All right, guys, that is the episode for today. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. I loved hearing Dr. Madhravati talk about the connection between our bodies and the planet body. Of course, they're interconnected. They're the same thing. And I know that I'm going to be taking small steps because I'm still using plastic. My kid's still on a bottle. And um, that's something that I'm grappling with and taking forward with me as I learn together with you. 
feel free to contact me at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-R-A-B-B-A-N-I. I love hearing from you guys and I hope you have an awesome day.